Hi, and welcome to the five minute check in. Today is Monday, April 17th. Today is the first and what will be several policy updates, looking at policies and how they impact our ability to care for our patients. Today, we're going to talk about two major policy changes that are about to occur. One is called the Medicaid redetermination. The second is the end of the federal health emergency as it relates to COVID. And these two policies, as they change, will interact with each other in very complicated ways. But to help us understand that, we have three very special guests joining us. So our special guests are here, um, two of whom you know very well. We have Dr. Corey Carlin Zeisman, our Senior Vice President for the Physician Enterprise in the Southwest and an Assistant Professor at Creighton University. Back again, Dr. Ankara Sagar, our Vice President for Clinical Standards and an Associate Professor at the Creighton School of Medicine. And a new guest today is Alyssa Keefe, who is the System Senior Vice President for Policy and Advocacy here at Common Spirit Health. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Looking forward to the conversation. Great. So why don't we jump right in. Ankara, the end of the emergency as it relates to COVID. What are the policies and policy implications of this emergency ending? Give us a quick overview. Yeah, so in brief, public health emergency declared first in January 2020. And what it allowed was gave the federal government flexibility to waive and modify certain regulations to help speed up the process of caring for patients with COVID. And that included effects on Medicare, Medicaid, CHIP programs, private health insurance, but then also allowed us to pivot to countermeasures for COVID. So thinking about treatments and algorithms and things like that, including um, immunity from liability for certain um, considerations when providing big care. impact on if everybody's scared about the vaccine, you know what that's going to mean. So you want to tell me a little bit about what the implications are for getting the vaccine? Yeah, uh, bottom line, it vaccines remain free as long as our federal supply lasts. Once mm -hmm. that federal supply goes away, unfortunately, there will be cost sharing regardless of the type of insurance. So whether you're Medicare, the vaccine might be free, but the associated doctors visit there might be cost sharing to that. Um, and similarly for private health insurance um, and MA programs, there might is, be cost sharing. Is the same for testing? Is the same exact story for testing then also? So testing is very similar, cost sharing, except for Medicaid, which has extended free testing up till September 2024. And for uninsured or underinsured patients, unfortunately, they will be paying out of pocket for testing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's a complication. Corey, what about prescribing? I know that's the other, you know, big concern for our physician APPs and our patients, obviously. What's the impact on, on that? Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, the same. Uh, it follows uh, in the footsteps of the vaccinations and the testing. While there's still supplies, it's free. But once those go away, there will be cost sharing. And for those who perhaps lose insurance or are underinsured, the burden of that cap cost is going to be transferred to them. Hmm. All right. So that's a, a bit of a problem going forward. Alyssa, the other big thing happening out there is Medicaid redetermination. It's different, but these two things are coming together. Can you tell us what this means? Because a lot of people don't even know what the word means um, and, and what this might change for our patients and our prescribers and physicians and APPs. Yeah, Congress acted swiftly to um, make sure that those folks that were on Medicaid could continue to be enrolled during the public health emergency. Um, and so now states 
as of April 1, we'll begin redetermination, which is every person who's enrolled in Medicaid needs to work with their state agency in providing documentation around whether or not they qualify. Um, and one of the challenges is reaching those patients and making sure uh, that they are aware since they haven't had to do this in over three years. Um, and so one of the things that uh, is really important is to ensure that those Medicaid patients take the necessary steps so that, that if they are eligible, they remain enrolled in Medicaid. If not, um, this is a life-changing event um, and they are eligible for alternative coverage. And, and what are the impact, and maybe Corey, you can talk a little bit about this in terms of as a provider and patients coming in, how do, how do you think about this Medicaid redetermination? What, what's top of mind for you? Sure. So from, from the provider lens, I think the most important thing to do is that, uh, understand that our patients are going to be anxious. They've had coverage and may no longer have it or have to make mm -hmm. changes. So I think reassurance that we are going to continue to provide care for them and reassurance that we're going to redirect them and help them find alternative sources of coverage if they no longer qualify for Medicaid. So from our lens, understanding where those resources exist, where they live, whether mm -hmm. it's right in our offices, common spirit resources, more local resources, or even federal resources. I, I, it's so important for us to know that we're going to communicate to our patients, we're going to care for them, and that you know we're going to figure, we're not going to be able to fix the problem ourselves, but we can help direct them to where they might be able to fix it. Anka, any last thoughts on this from a clinical standpoint? Then I'm going to let Alyssa wrap up the Medicaid uh, redetermination conversation. I think the only thing I would add is now more than ever, it's so important to make sure that our patients know that they can turn to us. And if they are not able to access medications, um, it's really important when they do come in, we ask them, are you having trouble accessing medications or coverage or things like that? Right. I mean, it's one of those vital signs, right? How are you doing? Are you, is your insurance okay? Everything going okay out there? And and Alyssa, this is really complicated for us at Common Spirit, particularly because we're in so many states and it varies. Medicaid regs change by state. So any thoughts right. on that before we close out? Yeah, there's an estimated between four and 15 million people that could lose coverage. And um, as one of the nation's largest Medicaid providers, we want to reach out to all of our Medicaid patients. We want to tell them about how to access information within their state so that they can avail themselves of that process and continue to remain enrolled. And if not, when they come and see us, we will work with them um, in helping to identify alternative coverage solutions for them. Great. Well, thank you, all three of you, for helping to clarify two complex processes that are now going to be woven into each other as we care for patients go forward. So thanks for joining me in our first policy update, and we look forward to having more discussions with our policy experts in the near future. I'll see you in two weeks at the next 5-Minute Check-In.